Welcome, my fellow Psychonauts. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Before we begin, I want you to imagine yourself that you're standing in front of this spiritual mirror. And as you're staring into this mirror and your eyes begin to adjust, you begin to see that there's a lot of darkness standing behind you. Now you have to ask yourself, do you believe that you're brave enough to confront the dark crevices of your mind? This was a question that I had to ask myself as I opened the door into the healing world of psychedelics. I, quite honestly, I wasn't sure if I wanted to take another step into that abyss. Because to me, that meant having to confront a past that I was always running away from. I've been a spiritual healer for over 30 years. And one thing I noticed with a lot of people is that we all have our own truths. We know what they are, but we bury them in so many layers of denial that we have created a different kind of reality. For me, I was too ashamed to acknowledge the things that happened to me as a child. And by refusing to accept these truths, what ended up happening, I spent most of my life just wandering aimlessly, not being able to find where did I fit in this world. I was just lost. I had no purpose. I had no direction. I always felt that the universe was against me. So if you're someone like me who used to feel lost and having a hard time navigating through the chaos of life, then you come upon the right haven. Welcome to Laughing Through the Scars, Spiritual Mirror, where we look beyond the veils of illusion. Stick around until the end of this episode and I'll unravel the crazy tale of how the universe bestowed this porn sounding dame before I begin how I started my healing journey. I really need to emphasize that psychedelics are not a miracle cure. You have a lot of people going around acting as if you just take psychedelics and like magic, it just completely wipes your hard drive and you're good to go. For someone that had the kind of traumas that I had, which ranged from child sexual abuse, domestic violence, suicide, attempted suicide, depression, and the list goes on, it was not as simple as that. This is why I asked how many of you are willing to look into that darkness that we have within ourselves. For me, it was a process that took time. And the beauty of psychedelics is that they're catered to the individual. You have the control how far you want to go into this healing journey. But one thing I noticed doing ceremonies is that a lot of people, no matter how much psychedelics they are taking, they're really not making any progress. And the reason for this is because they're not willing to accept the truth that's being presented in front of them. They're looking in this spiritual mirror, they're seeing the truth, but yet they're refusing to acknowledge it. And this is one of the issues that I had about my past, is that I did not want to acknowledge that I was a victim. Because if I acknowledged that I was a victim, in my mind, I was admitting that I was a weak person. This was the way that I thought before. I grew up in a type of environment of violence, where if you showed any kind of emotion... It was seen as a sign of weakness. If you're somebody that's considering going down the psychedelic route, you need to understand that it's a process. 
It's going to take time. You need patience and you need to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. So how did I start my psychedelic journey? I first need to share how I felt about psychedelics. As a teenager back in the early 1990s, I did experiment with LSD maybe about three or four times, but I absolutely hated the experience. I did not like psychedelics at all. The next time that I would try psychedelics, it was in my early 30s, and I did try ayahuasca a couple of few times after experimenting with ayahuasca. I had no interest, to be honest, pursuing psychedelics. It's not something that resonated with me. I didn't really think about it. At that time period, I wasn't aware of the healing benefits of psychedelics, but that will change in the fall of 2018. And what was going on during this time period ended up being the catalyst that launched me into the path that I am in today and the reason why I'm now sitting here talking about psychedelics. It has become my passion. I started understanding the importance of these herbal medicines that my indigenous ancestors used to use. And I started having a lot of respect for them. Let's flash forward now to the fall of 2018. During this time period, I was in a very deep depression. I started this project with somebody that had been my lover. And this person ended up ripping me off for quite a bit of money. After everything that I had been through in my life and for this to happen, I was almost 43 years old and I felt like a complete failure. This feeling that I always felt that the universe hated me. If there was a God, I couldn't understand why did this God hate me so much that no matter what I tried to do, it was as if I was just sinking into this hole all the time. No matter what I tried to do to get out of it, I just kept getting deeper and deeper where I couldn't see light anymore. I had pretty much given up. I was completely devastated. I was left in a lot of debt and I didn't know what to do with this project. It was completely in shambles. I was trying to pick up these pieces by myself. I didn't even have a clue how I could do it. I was just really angry. I was so angry. I remember going into my room one evening and I just wanted to scream. So I did. I screamed, you know, asking this God, why did he hate me so much? What did I do to deserve the kind of life that I received? So I shouted, congratulations, motherfucker. You succeeded in destroying me. And that night I made a promise to myself. I didn't try to kill myself because my children were still young. But I made a promise to myself that if nothing changed by the time I was 50 years old, I was just going to end it all once and for all. I had been wanting to kill myself since I was 11 years old. When I was 21, I did attempt suicide. And once you have attempted suicide, you're more likely to attempt a second one. But this time, you're more likely to be successful. So this was the plan I had in my mind. Don't know if it was the universe ways of trying to help me. But one morning I came across this article that was talking about San Pedro cactus. I remember reading the article. It was talking about the mental health benefits. And I just glanced over it. And I remember thinking, who gives a fuck about mental health benefits? I don't need that. I mean, this is how delusional I was to my reality. 
After reading the article, I was very intrigued and I recalled years ago reading an article about Steve Jobs and how he used psychedelics to get ideas for his project. And I thought to myself, shit, if it worked for Steve Jobs, I'm sure it could work for me. So I went on eBay and lo and behold, I actually found someone that was selling a San Pedro cactus. I paid for it, it got shipped, I made a tea, I drank it, and then I just lay down on my couch and waited for something to happen. The visions were not very strong, but I saw myself riding a dragon. And this dragon was gliding rather slowly side to side as it was ascending. And then suddenly I hear a woman, I didn't see her, I just heard her. And she started telling me that I can do this project on my own and just to take my time. And that was it. Nothing more. I still had some San Pedro cactus tea, so I decided to do another session about a week or so after. And I started getting memories of my childhood. I was not liking what I was seeing, that I refused to look at that. So when the spiritual mirror was presented to me, I didn't want to look at it. When I came back to normal, I started understanding that I was not as okay as I thought I was. As the days that followed, I did started noticing that I was feeling better. My depression wasn't as severe, but I still needed time to think about whether or not I wanted to take another step into the psychedelic world. I really needed some time to consider if I wanted to continue exploring my mind and digging further into that darkness. And I waited quite some time. It wasn't until March of 2019 that I decided to start experimenting with magic mushrooms. Let me say that emotionally, they kicked my ass. In the next episode, we'll be exploring the psychedelic awakening. As the creators sometimes say to me, that's enough knowledge for today. (laughs) So you decided to stick till the end. Why do I call myself La Curandera Morgana Sin? I'll start with the name Morgana. Back in the spring of 2015, I had just started this project with my lover at the time, which happened to be the guy that ended up ripping me off three years later. And we were thinking about a name to call the project. I was looking in dictionaries. I was reading articles, I was going through books, hoping that something would stand out, but nothing ever did. And then one evening, I went to bed, and at some point, I started dreaming. I had this dream where I was sitting in this darkened living room. In front of me, there was this tiny, early 80s TV with one of those bunny antennas on top. And I was watching what looked like a news flash. I saw my lover on the screen and next to him was this woman with very long straight red hair and as I was staring at this news flash there was this banner that was flashing across that was saying reunion then suddenly on my right ear I hear Morgana and then I woke up and my first thought was who the fuck is Morgana You have to understand, I grew up in Southern California in Latino neighborhoods, and I'm talking about Echo Park, Boyle Heights, East LA kind of neighborhoods, and I had never heard this name Morgana. I had to Google it because for the life of me, I could not recall ever hearing this name. So when I typed in the name Morgana, 
it started popping up that she was a sorceress, half-sister to King Arthur. So she was part of these King Arthur stories. For some reason, I felt that I needed to use this name. I didn't know why at the time. I just felt that this name was important to me. I went back to bed and later on in the day, my lover came to see me and we were sitting out in the balcony and I was telling him about this dream that I had. And he said, it's funny you would mention Morgana because I actually did a portrait for a client a few years ago. And we both agree that we should use this name, but he felt that there should be a second name to this. And then later on, he told me, let's call it Morgana Sin. My real name is Cynthia, but he had the habit of calling me Miss Sin. So this is how Morgana Sin came to be. Then this name Morgana Sin started taking a different meaning. When I was going through that major depression after my former lover ripped me off, and this happened after I had already done the sessions with San Pedro, I was standing by the window smoking a joint when I happened to glance over at my desk and noticed the binder that my best friend had made with the name Morgana Sin. Then I had this epiphany moment as if something was telling me that I needed to become Morgana Sin. And now this is where the story gets a little strange. Then 2019 comes around and my daughter, who was 11 years old at the time, had her period. So I decided to throw her a little period party and I posted some of these pictures online. Well, there was this producer from the UK for this show called This Morning with Philip and Holly who reached out to me and asked me if I would like to be on their show. So they flew me out to London I wasn't aware that I was going to be on, on the live TV show until the day that I arrived at the studio. I had already told them that I wanted to go on the studio as Morgana Sin. For the first time that I used this name was on a live UK TV show. And when I came back, I was talking to my mother and she said to me, don't you think it's strange that you decide to call yourself Morgana and you make your first appearance in the UK where these stories of her originated? And I started to laugh because I said, well, yeah, that's true. That's pretty interesting. As I continued with my psychedelic journey, it started taking a different meaning. I started realizing that the name Morgana, I was this powerful sorceress that had the capability of changing my destiny. And then the sin, as someone with childhood sexual abuse in their background, it always felt to me that I was the one carrying the sin after I was done healing with psychedelics. This is what Morgana's sin became to me. And the name La Curandera, it's Spanish for feminine healer. When I started hosting DMT workshops, I needed to come up with a name for my telegram group. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to call it La Curandera. Since I am from an older generation, this was a term that was common in the Latino community, not shaman. It was curanderos or curanderas. That I decided, you know what, I'm going to use it just temporarily and then I'll figure out what other name to call this workshop. But then as people started coming to hear me talk and explore the DMT realms, when I would ask them, how did you hear about me? They would start telling me, oh, I heard it from a friend and they were telling me about la curandera, la curandera. And at that point, I realized, oh shit, I'm now stuck with this name. So now I'm la curandera Morgana Sin.
Anyways, if you enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate it. If you want to support this channel, please subscribe, download, share. It would really help me get my message out. I hope that the knowledge that I gained during my healing process can help other people, even if you're not using psychedelics. Maybe in some way, it can also help you overcome your traumas and insecurities. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Till the next time, my fellow Psychonauts, wherever you are, happy tripping. Oh, 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 oh,